welcome back to the Winging Podcast, how to build, maintain, and totally own a career that you love. I'm Lucy Hitchcock, and I want to help you have a career or a business that you love. And if this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, welcome. You have actually come in at a really fantastic place, although I would advise that you go back and listen to the rest of them because we do have some fab episodes. But yes, welcome to series four. It is very, very exciting to be recording again, and I can't wait to share what I have in store for you this series. And I'm going to explain a little bit of the history about how this series has come about and what it is going to be about and how it is going to help you. So first of all, I'm just going to reintroduce myself. My name is Lucy Hitchcock. I am a founder. I'm the founder of Sassy Digital and newly the founder of Partner in Wine. Sassy Digital is a no-nonsense digital marketing web design and branding agency for all businesses. So we work with a lot of female-founded businesses and fashion brands. I mean, we've got loads of people that we work with. I mean, we work with influencers, fashion brands. We've got some more random clients too. So, you know, everyone's welcome. And I'm also the founder of Partner in Wine, which is a range of insulated wine accessories. So we have the Partner in Wine bottle and the Partner in Wine tumblers currently. More products to be revealed in the future. What else can I say about myself? I mean, outside of work, I am a dog mum. I'm a very positive thinker. So I hope that if you need a little bit of positivity, my energy might rub off on you. I am a rosé lover. Oh, I just love rosé wine. I just love it. More on that later. And I just feel really passionately about helping other people have a career that they love because I love my career. And I just feel like everyone should be able to feel that fulfillment that they want to from their career in the same way that I did when I left my full-time job. So this series is going to be all about how to start product. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, maybe you've been following what I've been doing during lockdown, maybe you haven't, and I'm going to enlighten you onto that now. So what makes me qualified, a digital marketeer, to tell you how to launch a product? Well, during lockdown, as if I didn't have enough on my plate, I decided that I would launch my first product business. I say first, like I'm going to launch another one. (laughs) Maybe I will one day, who knows? So yeah, during lockdown, I launched another business and I'm going to tell you, I think actually, let's just rewind to the very start of lockdown because I think it might be interesting for you to understand what my mindset was as we went into a global pandemic. So I remember the weekend that we went into lockdown really well because I went on a weekend away with my parents and I think on the Saturday, oh no, it was on the Monday. No, they announced lockdown on the Monday. Did they? Or was it like the Saturday or something? Oh, anyway, regardless, I wasn't at home. I was away with my parents and they announced the lockdown. And I remember I didn't sleep well at all that night. I basically, I was having nightmares and I woke up in the morning and I remember going into the kitchen saying to my dad, what is this going to mean? for my business. I'm really actually quite genuinely quite worried about this. You know, I work for myself. I have employees to pay. Other people rely on me to pay their wages, you know, and am I just a domino in a long line of dominoes waiting to be knocked over? And my dad said to me, (laughs) I remember, he was like, um, aren't you the person that 
like preaches positivity and tells everyone that it's going to be okay. And you are always like, oh, you just believe that it's going to be okay. I was like, yeah. And he said, so don't you think that about this? And I was like, well, I don't know. He was like, well, nothing bad's happened yet. So you don't know anything bad is going to happen. So why don't you just carry on with your normal day-to-day life and don't manifest the negativity that is potentially not going to happen to you. And I was like, you know what, that is just so right. You know, at the end of the day, I was with my parents during lockdown. So I had a roof over my head. They were like, we're not going to let you starve. You know, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be fine. And I thought, actually, do you know what? From that moment on, I thought, if everything does go to shit for me, I'll just go and get a job doing something meaningful, like delivering meals and wills or signing up to the NHS volunteering thing that I don't actually know if anything ever happened from that. But or I would go and deliver food to my grandparents or I would go and work in a pharmacist or a supermarket or something like that, you know, that was going to actually help people sort of day to day. And, you know, it didn't actually end up coming to that. But big up to anyone that did any of the key worker jobs throughout lockdown and coronavirus, because honestly, I don't think anyone appreciated those jobs as much as we do now because they just kept the country running and everyone's done such a fab job. So yeah, I don't think it'd be right to go through this episode without saying thank you to those people. You really did make such a difference. So what effect did COVID actually have on my business? So for Sassy Digital, thankfully, we've moved away from the the retainer model. So a lot of the work that we've been doing is project-based or ongoing project-based because we built someone's website and we kind of manage it. And they obviously still need that service. So the work that we've been doing, the model of the business shifted due to the fact that whenever someone loses budget, the first thing that goes is social media or retainers. Everyone looks at the ongoing subscription costs and all of that sort of stuff and kind of makes cuts from there. However, we had a few clients pause on us who were on retainers, but thankfully the shift that we saw was businesses going online and businesses that were being born out of lockdown, which is just unbelievable. I mean, so many people have got creative during furlough, people who have wanted to start businesses, but have physically not had the time because they work for someone else. So being on furlough gave people the opportunity to work on their own dreams and work on the things that they wanted to do throughout lockdown, which I think is unbelievable. And, you know, while some people have had a fairly unproductive furlough or fairly unproductive lockdown, which is also fine, a lot of people have used that time to kind of think about what it is that they do want out of their lives. So we've had a lot of lockdown entrepreneurs soliciting us for advice and for websites, branding, all of this sort of stuff, which it kind of just went totally the other way that I thought it would initially go. I mean, I can't obviously speculate as to why that is, but I do think a positive mindset is so, so important with these things to have to be able to manifest the outcome. So yeah, luckily, Sassy lives on, which is fabulous. And more recently, we've taken on some new team members. And yeah, things are kind of looking up in a way more positive way than I ever thought they would. In fact, we've had a very, very successful year. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. So obviously, when you've got loads of work to do, what do you do? Well, if you're me, you go, you know what? I've just spotted a really fantastic gap in the market and I'm going to start another business. 
that's totally unrelated to what I'm currently doing now. And I'm going to tell you the story behind this. I think most people who are listening to this kind of off the bat, or if you've not discovered the podcast before, have been following this journey on social media. So yeah, this whole journey I documented on social media and it really helped launch it with a bang because people just were so like, what is this girl doing? Like dying to know what she's been up to and blah, blah, blah. So anyway, I'm going to talk you through the story of Partner and Wine and you can find out a bit more about how this came about. So just coming to the end of lockdown, And my friend Maddie and I are talking and, you know, oh, we're going to go for drinks, but the pubs aren't open. And where we live, there's a really, really lovely riverside area. And we were talking about going for drinks there and going for drinks in the park and, you know, bring our favourite bottle of rosé out with us for our Wine Wednesdays, which we do pretty much every week. And we just love to go for a little midweek wine and a gossip and a download and a, you know, debrief of the week so far. And that's one of the things that I really missed the most, you know, during lockdown was going to have those moments with my friends. So, you know, whether it was over a glass of wine or a glass of coffee or glass of coffee, cup of coffee, those were the things that I missed the most. And, you know, I loved spending lockdown with my family. We had such a great time, but there's really nothing like the company of your friends, let's be honest. So we were talking about that. And then the day finally came where we could go for a glass or two of rosé. And I'd got a bike during lockdown, spent a lot of time cycling around Bushy Park and that sort of area because the weather was amazing. Don't forget that. The weather was unreal. So yeah, I hopped on my bike, you know, had my favourite bottle of rosé, chilled and ready to go. And I was like, mum, by the time I get to the park, the bottle of rosé is going to be warm. She was like, oh yeah, that is true. And I like my rosé ice cold. I like to even put ice cubes in it. I like to drink it the way that I like to drink it. Don't judge me for it, you know. Some people don't like to put ice in it, but I do. So she produced this really sad looking bag and it was like an insulated bottle bag that she'd got as a free promotional gift. I thought, oh God, okay, well, that'll have to do, but it's not really very cool, is it? So I took the bag and I put my bottle of rosé in it and off I went to meet Maddie. And Maddie had bought these sort of plastic cups with her and, you know, we were all ready to have a little drink. And after a few glasses of wine, which, you know, got warm quite quickly because of the weather, I hopped my bike home and I was thinking, there must be something cooler. There must be something way better that would actually do the same job that doesn't look so uncool. So that's basically how Partner and Wine started. And within a few days, I had actually sent off for the samples. I had, you know, researched everything. Like I really went all in on this. Like I proper went in. And yeah, so the samples were on their way. I mean, the things that happened in the meantime were obviously because of Sassy, we were able to turn the branding around quite quickly. We were able to develop this amazing packaging Tone of voice was done by Charlotte at Media Lux. And, you know, really very quickly, probably in just under six weeks, I'd gone from an idea to having the physical product in my hands. And about two weeks later, we were selling it. So in under eight weeks, I took an idea from conception to the market. I'm not saying that's a normal thing to do. Don't put that much pressure on yourself to do it. But I did manage to do that. And I totally recognize that's not normal. But I think one of the things people have to remember is the fact that I do this on a daily basis for clients. Obviously, they bring the product to me and then we go, how are we going to market it? But in terms of just a day-to-day job, I've done it. I can't even count the amount of times that I've taken a brand from idea to conception for other people. So it wasn't a very difficult thing for me to do. 
So that is the story of Partner in Wine. Oh my gosh, I haven't even said what it is yet. We launched with the Partner in Wine bottle, which is a 750 milliliter bottle. It's an insulated stainless steel double walled bottle that keeps your wine cool for up to 24 hours and warm for up to 12, which is amazing in the winter. Obviously, it's winter right now, but in the summer, it's also amazing for the summer. So you could put in rosé and it will keep it cool. White wine, it will keep it cool. You could put in red wine at room temperature and take it out on a cold day and it will keep it at room temperature. You can put your mulled wine in there and go for a cheeky little winter walk. Alfresco dining, no problem. Partner in wine holds a full bottle of wine. Like unbelievable scenes. This is just, I mean, how is this not a thing, right? I know what you're thinking. So we launched with pink and stainless steel and a month later we launched the black and white editions after taking polls on our social media and asking our audience for what they wanted to see. And a month after that? No, 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 no. Maybe a month ago. So the beginning of October, we launched the Partner in Wine Tumblr, which is the matching tumblers, matching glasses, but not glasses for the Partner in Wine bottles. So they're also double walled with vacuum seam stainless steel and they come in pink, stainless steel, black and white. So those are our core colour line. And I will go on to the other colours we have in a moment because that is part of the story. Yeah, so we launched the bottles first, then we launched the tumblers and the tumblers are leak proof. They come with a lid and the lid has a little slidey bit on it as well. And actually they're so leak proof that you can like tip on a side and it won't come out. You know, when you're a little bit worried about a reusable cup, then it's actually not leak proof. Well, these are leak proof. I can vouch for that. So why the name Partner of Mine and how did I come up with it? Well, I'll be going into these sorts of things a lot more in this series. But the way that I came up with the name is basically because I call one of my friends, Dina, shout out to Dina. I call her my partner in wine. I can't even remember the moment that it clicked. But as soon as I realized that this could be a product, I was like, well, yeah, naturally it'll be called the partner in wine because it works on so many levels. So that is why it's called that. And I'm really sorry, but and I know it takes people so long to come up with names sometimes, but I will say again, I do this day to day. I come up with names for businesses in my sleep. So yeah, I mean, if you need any help with it, hit me up because I literally, it keeps me up at night, this sort of thing. Since I launched Partner in Wine, we've had a huge amount of success. We've been featured in some major publications. We've been featured in Good Housekeeping magazine. Uh, We've been featured on The Sun's website, Fabulous Online. We've also been featured in my local Elmbridge magazine. Shout out to my local borough. We've also been featured on influencers pages such as Sarah Ashcroft, Danielle Pisa, Natalie Glaze, Anna Van Dyke, Ruby Holly. We have a secret brand partnership in the works, which I'm sure will be revealed on my social media very soon. So if you do want to follow along, it's at Lucy Hitchcock underscore and at Partner in Wine UK. And yeah, we've also just launched some limited edition Christmas colours. So, you know, without the support of everyone early on, we wouldn't have even been able to do that because of the quantity that we have to order. So the limited edition colours that we have are khaki, which is just unreal. So we have the khaki bottle and the khaki tumblers. And then we also have a lovely red colour, which I like to call Merlot. So we have the Merlot bottle and tumblers and both of them have been going down so, so well. They're such wonderful Christmas colours and they make just a fab gift. So in this series, I want to let you guys in on the secret and let you know how I did it. And I'm getting on board in this series a lot of the people that helped me do it. Mm -hmm. 
I'm talking about website design. I'm talking about branding. I'm talking about photography. I'm talking about influencers. We're talking about PR. I've got a PR agency as well, a partner of mine. So we'll be speaking to the lovely Amy all about how to do these things. And I'm also getting some of my other favorite people on that have been on the podcast before. So sorry about that. But also they have wisdom to share. So I'm all up for this. We've got the lovely Squirrel Sisters joining us. If you know the Squirrel Sisters, fabulous snacks. They've actually just launched some nuts. They're really delicious. And we'll be running through all of these things in a step-by-step way so that if you are planning to launch a product or you have launched a product, you can just follow these steps and refer back to them as and when you need them. I'm recording this now, actually, having already recorded some of the episodes and I feel like I've just relearned some stuff from them. So I'm really, really excited to be able to share this with you all. And I'm just so, so grateful. I've now got the spark back for podcasting because I feel really excited to help you all out as well. One of the other things that it might be useful to say during this episode is not only have I started a business, but lockdown has been a very, um, it's been a very busy time for me. I've actually also Well, if you listened to the first episode in the last series, you'll know that I moved back to London, but I moved in with my parents and I have been for the past four months renovating my flat, which has just, I mean, let me tell you, renovating is harder than starting a business. Okay. Just let you in on a little secret there. That's personally what I think. It was very, very stressful, but I'm pleased to report that I am in and I'm in the new Sassy HQ. So we have a lovely home office. I have a lovely table where all the girls can sit around and work with me, which is really cool. And I don't think I've got any really other massive life updates for you apart from that. Obviously, my little doggies come with me. So if you want Woody Spam, come and find me over on Instagram. But just to round off this episode, really, I just wanted to go through some of the top level things I've learned from launching a product. So the first one is that I never do things in halves. If you're going to start something, do it and do it well. Do it to a point that you are happy with it and you would feel comfortable buying that product at that price. Because I think if you compromise on quality or compromise on what you think you would like, then that's when things start to go wrong. And for me, I mean, I'm a huge perfectionist with the clients that we work with. So, you know, let alone my own brand you know, things weren't right. We did have to go through a sampling process. We did have to switch up the logo, the packaging, all of that stuff. And we ended up with something that I'm really, really proud of. So don't settle for anything less than you think should be basically. And you can't go far wrong with that. The second thing I would say is that you really do need to do your research. And I make it sound like I didn't do any research, but I spent a good proportion of my time in those first three days researching and researching and researching and researching. Then throughout the sort of whole process, I spent a lot of time researching. And you've got to research everything. You've got to research the name. You've got to research the branding. You've got to research your competitors. You've got to research pricing. You've got to research packaging. There's just so many things that you have to research. And I would really recommend, you know, don't do it all in one go because you'll burn yourself out like that and get a bit bored. But Doing your research is a really key part of making this a success because I think through doing research, and I say this to clients all the time, through doing research, you find out what it is that you don't want so that you know what you do want. That's a phrase and a theory that I use with many, many things like websites and branding, but it also goes to competitor research. You know, I like this competitor. They they do similar things to what I do, but what I don't like about them is X, Y, Z, and here's how I plan to change it for my business. 
And lastly, you really have to believe in your idea because if you don't believe in it, then self-doubt kicks in. And when you have self-doubt, it's never going to work. So you really have to believe in it and believe in yourself. And if you don't, then learn to and ask for validation. Ask other people, what do you think of this idea? What do you think of this packaging? What do you think of this photographer versus this photographer? What do you think I should launch with? You know, ask other people. Don't just keep it in and keep it to yourself because I think it's really important in terms of market research. I mean, going back to research, but you know, that research will give you the confidence that you need to get going with it. So thank you so much for joining me again today. As I said, I'm so excited to be back and recording. I'm actually currently sat in my flat and this microphone is sat in a box surrounded by a puffy Zara coat on top of a fluffy stool. So yes, this is a podcast recording lockdown edition because I'm not in my studio these days. So sorry if you've actually heard someone in the background this whole recording. That's just Zoom life, isn't it? Welcome to remote working, everyone, if you haven't worked remotely before. So join us in the next episode where I am discussing with the Squirrel Sisters how to start with just an idea. And I think this is the first step for many people because a lot of people just don't know where to start because there is a lot to think about. So I'm really, really excited to share that with you. And I'm so excited to be back. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I will speak to you very soon.